And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. If you have Bibles, please, then we will be reading from uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 38. So I'm going to, in the month of February, I want to ask the Lord to help me to unpack the Great Commission for you. The Great Commission. What, What does it mean? Why was the last words of Jesus so important? And are we obeying that command or, are we, or have we wandered far away from that? Hallelujah. But today I want to read to you this beautiful scripture. And then uh, preach the word of the Lord. Or teach. Amen. Luke chapter 10 verse 38. Now it came to pass... As they went, that he entered into a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha, she received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. I repeat the last verse 42, or 41 and 42. Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, And Mary has chosen that thing which shall not be taken away from her. May the Lord bless now the reading and the preaching of his word. Amen. I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes about one thing that is needed. Amen. One thing that is needed. And we glean from the beautiful story in the book of Luke that Jesus Christ came to visit a house of people that he loved. This was the house of Lazarus, Mary and Martha. Amen? And we see that 
The Bible says Mary and or Martha was busy with many unnecessary things. <laughs> and most people today are also very busy. I mean, I think that's why you, you need to leave the service quick, isn't it? Maybe that's why you, you feel irritated if the service is a bit long because you, you are busy. You have something to do. I don't know what it is, but, but you know what you are busy with. Oftentimes when we have special meetings or extra meetings, we don't see you here because obviously you are busy. Isn't it so? Everybody is busy. This particular parable tells us something very powerful is that people can be busy but the importance of the busyness is not always important to God. I don't know about you and what makes you so busy. <laughs> but yeah, he tells Mary, he tells Martha, you are troubled with many things, but those things are not important. Let me just at least tell you this in the beginning of the preaching so that you are at ease. What you are doing now, you are sitting at the feet of a teacher of the word of God. Yeah. Like Mary sat at his feet. Uh, so I cannot really tell you now, whatever thing cumbers you is not important. This thing that you are doing now is the right thing that you are doing now. Maybe your mind is worried about something you didn't do while you were on your way or something that you still have to do. Let me assure and guarantee you that what you are doing now, sitting on that chair, listening to me, is the one thing that is needed in your life. It's the one thing. Not two things, not three things, just one thing. Everybody say one thing. One thing. You see, when you are busy with one thing, then you are neglecting the other thing. They tell me that women can multitask, isn't it? Like a woman can be busy here feeding the baby with a toe and making... Making food in the pot somewhere there. I don't know if that's true. I don't know. Because sometimes when I pressure my wife to do something, then she says, I can only do one thing. I'm busy with this thing. Then I say, are you listening to me? She says, I'm busy with something. So I don't really know if you can be multitasking. All I know that if you are busy with one thing, you are neglecting the other thing. And you find yourself so busy with many things. Some people are busy decorating their homes. 
People are busy getting their education sorted for their children. People are busy getting food for their husbands. People are busy getting money to support their lifestyles. So they work overtime. Can't be in the house of God. Can't sit at the feet of Jesus because we are what? We are busy. People are busy trying to find love. Hey! In the night with a phone under the blanket. I've, I've asked many young people where they met their girlfriends or their beloveds. I can't believe that many girlfriends and boyfriends today are met on, on digital platforms. Like you don't know the person, but you're already talking to him for weeks, days, maybe months. And the problem with the digital platform is that the person can portray any image to you that might not be true. So, <laughs> So you think this girl, hey Charlie, she must look like what? Give me a beautiful girl on TV. I, I haven't watched movies in a long time. She must be beautiful. Coca-Cola shaped bottle. The hair is flowing. Golden strands and lips like cherries. So you fall in love with someone you have never seen because you were busy. You were what? You start by hi. And you, you don't type real sentences. Cell phone language. Like, give me a cell phone. Uh, L. LOL. Laughing out loud. Then when you see the LOL, you also... <laughs> you laugh. <laughs> What was that meme I sent you, Jamie, the other day about the guy who couldn't understand cell phone language? I sent you something and then he, he says, I don't understand. Huh? Yeah. He said, this, this lady sent to a guy, GM. So he said, General Motors to you also. But she meant good morning. So I had a brother, I had one of my young uh, sons was like that. I, I warned him, I said, where did you meet this girl? He told me about this girl that he wants to visit. I said, where did you meet her? On Marketplace Pastor. 
I'm not lying. You know, I never lie when I am on this platform. He met this girl on Marketplace. He was asking me to relieve him. He wanted to visit this girl. She lived very far, I think in Woodstock. And I said, how will you get there? He said, I'm going to run past her. I said, from here to Woodstock? And then he said, Pastor, I love her. I asked, have you met her? He says, no, Pastor, but I love her. Because the way she's been chatting. When he was supposed to be reading the Bible, he was under the blankets. I could see my Wi-Fi data was going. Let me tell you, the day he ran all the way to meet this lady, this Coca-Cola shaped bottle was actually a can Coke. Can. Dumpy Coke. Dumpy. Dumpy. He couldn't see the eyes because the chicks were surrounding the eyes. You see, but because he was busy so long, he, he, when, he, when, he, when he came to the realization that this is not what it's like really. You see, you see this pictures you put on on. on WhatsApp, you can filter it. Hmm? You take away all the scars, you make it look, you make it blush, portrait, shape. The shape is like this, you make it like this. I warned this boy, but he never listened to me. Today is a sad story. Walking next to his shoes like a beggar. Running after fantasies that's not real. Because he was busy with the wrong things. What are you busy with, my brother? Young girl! What are you busy with? You know, as I grow older, <clears throat> I mature a little. I can sense my maturity. I don't get as angry for people as I used to, and I, and I have a little bit more compassion. And I also want to change my preaching. I don't want to talk so vulgar, you know? I don't want to tell the young people they mustn't have sex and these things. I'm trying to, to be more a respectful and a reserved pastor but the more I become like that the more I find out my young people are going further and further into the bush and I wonder how crude can I still become I mean I've preached 
I didn't, I didn't hide from you, Paul said. I didn't hide from you the truth. And I told you, don't believe any foolish boys saying. Nice to see the girls back. The students. I told you, don't believe these foolish sayings. They want to take your panty off. That's what I used to preach. Sorry for, sorry for, sorry for that. I, I pray, I, I don't want to be like that anymore. I used to preach like that. They want to take you, they want to have sex with you. No, pastor, you don't understand. And it's not long then I hear sad stories. Martha, Martha, you are troubled with many things. But the things is non-important things. Mary, she came to sit at my feet. She has chosen the right thing. Say what you text it preek for you for ochen. Say say op a cell phone. Maar die heilige geest sê vir jou kom weg van die persoon. Most of the rubbish today happens through this little machine, that, that thing, that thing. Die skollies roep julle, as ek wat so bid, jyre, laat hulle fauna weg. Vat hulle fauna af, jyre. Van hulle wil hier nie dien, jyre. Hulle liesie hulle bybelsie, jyre. Hulle kom nie kek doen, jyre. En som van hulle jyre sit in die kek as hulle nog aardig besel. Brand hulle petris jyre, smaard hulle petris jyre. What are people busy with? People are trying to make friends. People are trying to be part of groups. On how many chat groups have you been added? One day, a certain professor was very highly educated. You know, professor is the highest level that you can attain at university. The highest level you can study for is a PhD, but then after that they honor you with professorship, depending on how many studies you've done. This professor was very proud because of his accomplishments. And one day he went on a journey. And as he came to this huge river he couldn't find a ferry to cross over the river but then he saw a young man here with a small boat on the side in somewhere in Africa 
So the young man said, Sir, I can paddle you over these waters. Reluctantly, the professor's very snobby. He looked at this dirty boy with the paddles. He said, Oh, let me go. Let me, let me ma go. I don't have any other option to go with this boat. And as they were rowing over this huge river, the professor was standing on the side and watching this boy. So we started to ask the boy some question. He said, boy, do you know anything about physiology? The boy said, I don't know nothing about that. He couldn't even say the word back, you know. And the professor said, hmm, know nothing. 10% of your life is gone. Then as they were rowing, the boy started eating fish out of a can. You know, now when you just eat open and sometimes the flies come and the professor was disgusted. He said, boy, do you know anything about bacteriology? The boy said, back to what? I know nothing about that. The professor said, another 10% of your life is gone. And the professor looked down on him and almost tried to show how ignorant he is. Do you, show, do you know anything about mathematics? Mm -mm. About chemistry? Biochemistry? And every time the boy said no, the professor said another 10% of your life is gone. Psychology? Huh? Uh-uh. Another 10% of your life is gone. And as they were getting halfway into this huge river, suddenly the wind started blowing. And the boat started rocking. And they could see that here they are in big danger. Then the boy turned around to the professor and said, Professor, do you know anything about swimmingology? The professor said, I know nothing about that. He said, 100% of your life is gone. It's gone. It's gone. 100%. 100% is gone. You see, you can know many things. You can be involved with many things. But the one thing, say one thing, the one thing that is needed, the one thing that is needed, you don't have it. Your life is gone. Your life is gone. Clap for Jesus. Yes, like Mary, the one thing that is really needed is to get the wisdom and the knowledge of God. That's why she came to sit at his feet. Amen. 
She came to receive wisdom and knowledge. Ladies and gentlemen, don't take coming to church for granted. You are coming to hear the word of God. The word of God is the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. The word of God is a light for your, for your path. If you, if you don't know where to go, the word of God will show you where to go. You won't be falling in the darkness because the word is a light. Hallelujah. The word is a lamp and a light. The word is a two-edged sword. It will cut the devils from your life. Glory to God. And Mary came for this one needful thing. The wisdom of God. To know God. The knowledge of God. Proverbs 4 verse 7 declares, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom. And in all your getting, get understanding. Exalt her and she shall promote thee. She shall bring the honor when you do embrace her. Wisdom. Wisdom. Knowledge. How to do things. Wisdom means how to do things. You can know about things, but you don't know how to do things. Uh -huh. Some people pass mathematics. But when they must apply it in normal life, they can't. That's the difference. Knowledge is information. Wisdom is to apply it. Are you hearing? I give you an example. When we were building this church, I didn't want, I didn't want this staircase to have a sharp edge, like a, rec, a 90 degree. Because I, I just thought the People can get that. So I wanted this, this little slant that you see here. But now how to get the angle right? All my workers said, we went to school, but we don't know how to apply what we learned in school to this situation here. So I told them, two sides of the hypotenuse. A plus B is equal to C squared. Do you understand? Then I worked it out for them. To the T. Because what I learned in school, I could apply to daily life. That's called wisdom. Uh-huh. And that's what gets me about many people that sit under our teaching and training. You know nothing, now you get information, you get information. And then sometimes when you become full of knowledge, you don't really know how to apply that knowledge. I've had a few of my boys that I led to the Lord myself. I led them myself. They knew nothing. Then I started to teach them. Then when suddenly when they go somewhere and they lay hands on a person and they see, yeah, the person fall. Ah, they suddenly decide they are not uh, they are not worthy to sit under my teaching anymore. They are now prophets. They actually call themselves prophets. But while they were here, they couldn't say a word. I'm amazed at how people are. He's now a prophet. He, he, he no longer needs the wisdom. He, he has the knowledge of God, but he can't apply it. So he thinks this is how things work. 
You just have to go and stand in front of people and they will come. He didn't even know where the people come from. Do you understand? Don't know what to teach them. You think because I'm teaching basics about the professor and the boy, I don't know uh, things about realms and atmospheres and guru, 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 guru. He didn't know that Jesus taught the common people. And the common people heard him gladly. Hallelujah. The priests and the Pharisees didn't want to hear him. It's the common people who heard him gladly. Don't get too big that you can't sit still at the feet of Jesus and get the wisdom and the knowledge of Jesus. Are you with me? It's time for me to go now, Pastor. Because I have everything I need. You don't know how. It's like the pirates, the pirates of Somalia. They hijacked a huge tanker boat. That boat was a kilometer long. By almost uh, half a kilometer wide. They jumped on the boat. They kidnapped the captain, everything. Then they now decided they must turn the boat around. <coughs> but when they got to the control panel, they said, how? <laughs> what button to press now? I have this thing, this big thing, I've got it's mine. But I don't know how. That's why you must, you must choose what Mary chose. Wisdom. Understanding. Knowledge. We try to teach people by warning them through the loyalty teachings. If you do this, this is going to happen to you. If you do this, this is going to happen to you. Then the thing I said will happen, will happen. Not because I'm a... It's in the Bible. Bible is a, is a light, do you understand? The Bible is a, is a warning, it's a prophetic book. It says because this happened to Saul, if you do what Saul did, it's going to happen to you. This happened to Judas, if you do what Judas did, it's going to happen to you. This happened to Absalom, if you do what Absalom did, it's going to happen to you. You say, Pastor, my hair will not get stuck in a tree because I don't have the hair of Absalom. You must understand the teaching of the Bible. You might not die physically, but you will die spiritually. Because you have no understanding. And you've got no wisdom of the word of God. You have a problem because my people like me and they shout for me. And suddenly you are all, you are all uptight and your chest is... Your boss are warm and active. What else? You have no understanding. It's just because of your lack of understanding. I rebuke Satan's power to deceive you so easily. I can't actually stop Satan from deceiving you because that's his work. He's the deceiver of the brethren. I can't, he's the main, it's his main work. But I, I pray to God it won't happen so easily, man. Not so easily, no. You're a man, you can't be so dumb. Moet niet laat die duivel jou so vinnig pets nie. 
Het is nou bij je goede plek verstaan. Nou, nou wil je jou jaap man. En skielik, ek kom maar net iets in, het huis ook so maar. En sy was te veel die skotte goed op, en sy sit hier by die voete van Jesus nie. Let me close. Now let me tell you something as I come to the end, I'm busy landing this plane. There's usually one thing, only one thing, that keeps people from coming to God. And you must make sure that you do not allow this one thing to keep you away from your salvation. Sometimes it's money. Maybe you are here, you're not born again. You're visiting, it's nice to visit here, but you've never really come to change your life, to give your life to Christ completely. Because one thing is holding you back. What can that be, pastor? Sometimes it's a bad habit. Sometimes it's money. Many times it's a woman. And sometimes it's a man. <clears throat> it prevents you from fulfilling your calling. Oh yes. It is usually one thing that keeps people from Christ whom they need. In Mark chapter 10 verse 21 you see this man told Jesus is ready to follow him. Mark 10, 21. Then Jesus beholding, loved him and said, One thing thou, thou lackest. Please, be fast. Mark 10, 21. Then Jesus beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest. Put it in the NLT. You look on that board, I look on this board. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. There is still one thing. Everybody say one thing. There is still one thing that you, that you haven't done. Go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. He did everything. But Jesus said, there's still one thing that you didn't do. And if you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I want to give my life. Listen, sometimes there's just one thing that keeps I've given the example of many of the men that were part of us that were led astray by one woman. Astray from the ministry, from the church, by one woman. The potential was great for them to become some wonderful man of God. A pastor, a leader. But one thing took them away from God and they calling. One thing. May you not be prevented from this thing. Maybe you are a cigarette smoker and you think God will never change you. Don't let that one thing keep you away from the calling. Amen? You need a personal encounter with Jesus. Hallelujah. In John chapter 9, 25, this man said, One thing I know. One thing. John chapter 9, verse 25. I don't know whether he's a sinner, the man said, but this I know. That I was blind. Hallelujah. But now I can see. Amen. No man put that in the, in the King James. Because I wanted one thing there. One thing. There it is. He answered and said, Whether he be a sinner, I know not. But one thing I know. Say one thing. My message is called one thing. 
One thing I know. I, I don't know this. I don't know that. I don't know whether he's a sinner. I don't know about theology. And I don't physiology. And I don't know about... But one thing I know. I once was blind. But now I see. You see, the devil will come to you with a lot of nonsense talk about this and that and the church this and the church that. You must say like this blind man, worry so worry keiki. I don't know if this is right about pastor. I don't know if that is right about the church. But one thing I know, I once was blind. Uh, and then somebody came with a crusade to Ruasenda. And the gospel was preached from the pulpit. They came to the Hague with a crusade. And I was all lost in sin and I was going down. I was sinking deep in sin. Sinking to rise no more. But then the master of the seas. He heard my despairing cry And Christ my Savior lifted me He lifted me Now will say me come nonsense for you Ek was verloor man To die Heere my gered, Alleluia Ja, ja, maar wat jy moet verstaan the Bible says, Hey! This one thing is important to me. I once was blind, but now I can see. I can see! I can see! I can see! One thing is needed is to sacrifice so that you can have treasure in heaven. You must take up your cross. Luke 18.22 You must deny yourself and follow Jesus. I'm closing. That's why many people can't serve Christ. Listen. That's why some of you come to church occasionally. You're not willing to sacrifice. Listen to what Jesus said to this man. Luke 18.22 Now Jesus heard these things. He said unto him, Lackest thou one thing? Lack us thou one thing. Put that one thing in yellow all the time, please, at the computers. Yet lack us thou one thing. Sell all that thou have and distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure. To follow Jesus, you must pay some price. Are you hearing me? We promise you at this church prosperity, blessings, but we made it very clear it's going to come at a cost. Amen? Not mahala. There's no mahala in Jesus. You pay the price and you reap a great reward. No man who gave up houses or lands or mother and father or even wife for my sake will not get this in this lifetime a hundred times back. But you lack one thing. You must, make, you must pay the price. Take up your cross and follow Jesus. Young people, you don't want to give up your friends. You don't want to give up those friends at school that lead you into all the wrong things. 
You don't want to admit that you are a child of God. You are shy. The cross of Jesus is a symbol of shame. Let me tell you something about being ashamed. When they mock you, when they mock your Christianity, when they call you sister or pastor because you talk about Jesus at school, you must be ashamed. And You can't be like the world. You don't want to take up your cross and bear the shame. The emblem of suffering and shame. Oh, I love that old cross. With the dearest and best. For a world of lost sinners was slain. Jesus hang naked on a cross. Naked. They draw him with a nappy. But in reality, when the Romans crucified them, they were stuck naked to make them ashamed. To make them embarrassed in front of the crowd. You're too shy, you can't tell your friends, I'm a Christian. You want to stand on the corners where the mockers and the scoffers stand. But the Bible said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters. One thing you lack, man, you don't want to give it up. Go sell all that you have. Follow me. Give all up and follow me. And my last point, the one thing that is needful is for you to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And spend eternity with God. Hallelujah. Psalm 27 verse 4. Psalm 27. Everybody say one thing. Do you see it there? One thing I have desired of the Lord. That I will seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord. All the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord. And to inquire in his tabernacle. Hallelujah. In his temple. This is one of the most beautiful psalms in the Bible. That David himself wrote. And many Christians quote the psalm. But they don't really like to dwell so long in the house of the Lord. But David said... I desire to dwell in the house all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Choose Jesus Christ today. Change your lifestyle, my friend. Change the, the things that you commonly do. Maybe they're not wrong things, but it keeps you busy. The English word is cumbersome. You have been cumbered with many things. But the real thing you needed was to be at the feet of Jesus. Like Mary. Constantly hanging 
The older people that join my church late, I know that you, you, you're going to suffer to break the culture of coming to church and running home quickly. The younger people have now started to catch the dwelling anointing. The dwelling anointing. I want to dwell in your temple. Hannah said, Lord, if you give me a son, I will give him back to you. He won't live with us in the streets of Jerusalem. He will dwell in the temple all the days of his life. To behold the beauty of the Lord. Paul said, Demas has forsaken me because he loved the present world too much. The fight for your attention in the church is the fight that the world puts on you to lure you away and to keep you busy and cumbersome. But God wants you to do just one thing. The thing that Mary chose. Down at your feet is the most high place, isn't it? Down at your feet is the most high place. Yes, Pastor, but there's so many things that's happening around. You see, that's what makes prayer powerful. Pray. And few people can pray because it's almost like I'm wasting time. I have to do this, I have to do that. You are cumbersome. Come sit at your feet, O oh Lord. Down at your feet, feet O oh Lord, is the most high place. In your presence. In your presence, Lord, I seek your There is no higher power. There is no higher calling, no greater honor than to bow and kneel before your throne. And kneel before your throne. I'm amazed at your glory, by your mercy. heads are bowed, your eyes are closed all over this auditorium and Jesus answered and said unto her Martha, Martha thou art careful and troubled about many things but one thing is needed and Mary has chosen that good thing and it will never be taken away from her Maybe you have been invited here or you just came to visit here today. Or maybe you've been coming here for a while. But there's one thing that keeps you from committing your life fully to the Lord. This morning, 
I want to pray for you. I want to ask God to deliver you from anything that will keep you back. Maybe your busy schedule had made that you don't have time for God. Maybe some trouble in your life. You are troubled and cumbersome. But to sit at his feet is where you should really be. You say, Pastor, I've, I've done many things right. Yes, but there's one thing you lack. Go and sell all that you have. Come and follow me. If you are here today and you, 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 you need to give your life to Christ and you need to follow him, I want to pray for you. I will not embarrass you, I promise. Put up your right hand and then I will pray for you. Say, Pastor, pray for me. There's one thing I need. I see your hand, young man, beautiful. I see your hand, young boy. I see your hand. I see so many hands. One thing is needed. And Jesus is here to give you that one thing. Can we just all stand? And all those people that put up their hands, just come out of your chair and come to the blue carpet here. Help, help them, my ushers and my pastors. Help them. Greater and you before your throne. I'm amazed. I'm amazed at your glory and praise. By your mercy, oh Lord, I live to worship you. Sing it. There is no your glory embrace by your mercy oh lord i live to worship you there's more people coming you're welcome to join us down at the feet of god is the greatest place Beautiful. Look at me, all of you in front here. Yeah? The Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Some of you might have given your lives to Christ before, but you also feel, according to my altar call, that there is something that keeps you from doing full out for Jesus. But today is always a new day, and God gives you a new chance. Mary sat at his feet. Oh, Mary, Mary. What a beautiful place to sit, to get the wisdom of God and also the knowledge of God. It was that Mary that washed his feet with her tears and dried it with her hair. Ladies and gentlemen, if you fall in love with Jesus Christ, he's greater than any boyfriend, he's greater than any girlfriend. The Bible says he's a friend that is closer than a brother. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Oh, yes. Just love him. And all the things you thought you needed, you don't need. There's just one thing you need to be at his feet. Say this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, 
Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I come to you today. Just as I am. Just as I am. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the word that I heard today. That I heard today. That I need one thing. That I need one thing. And that one thing. And that one thing is to come to you. Is to come to you. To sit at your feet. To sit at your feet. Like Mary. Like Mary. I'm coming now. I'm coming now to be at your feet. To be at your feet. Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Of all my mistakes. Of all my mistakes. All the wrong things I've did. All the wrong things I've did. Willingly. Willingly. And unwillingly. And unwillingly. Knowingly. Knowingly. And unknowingly. And unknowingly. Please wash me. Please wash with me. your precious blood. With your precious blood. Give me a new heart. Give me a new heart. Give me a new spirit. Give me a new spirit. I surrender to you. I surrender to I you. I turn my back on Satan. I turn my back on I Satan. Turn my back on this world. I turn my back on this I world. I turn my back on bad friends. I turn my back on bad friends. I want to come to you, Jesus. I want to come to you, Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for rising again. Thank you for rising again. And thank you for being my father. And thank you for being. I my receive father. you now. I receive you now. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. From today. From today. I will follow you. I will follow you. I will come to church. I will come to church regularly. To sit at your feet. To sit at your feet. And to get your wisdom. And to get your wisdom. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Clap for the Lord. And I think Pastor Chris Ross shared very well. He explained the message very well. So I think I'm going to ask him to share every day. You know, the Archbishop brought the prophet and I'm also bringing you. <laughs> so you, you, you explained the, the word very nicely to all of us. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages of Pastor Chris, tune in to Chris Ross Ministries podcast. Remember, faith cometh by hearing.